Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the podcast from Media Business Insight, the publishers of Screen International and Broadcast. My name is Alexandra Sievalkink, Managing Editor of Broadcast Intelligence Commissioner Index. In this podcast, we'll be listening to an event recording of Broadcast Commissioner Index Breakfast Panel. The Commissioner Index provides subscribers with an everyday updated database of UK, US and SVOD Commissioner profiles, highlighting their current needs and pitch preferences. On today's panel, we'll be hearing from Drama Commissioners Philippa Colley Cousins from UK TV, Lee Mason from Channel 4, and you, Kenna Jones from ITV. Enjoy. So I look after the soaps. Uh, so I look after Connex Street and Emmerdale. I look after quite a lot of the returners. So things like Vera, Endeavour, Unforgotten, Bancroft, I think, which is coming back, as well as I develop, I have a slate that I develop for, for new projects. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about this new new projects? No. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's it's varied. I mean, it all ties into sort of kind of what we're looking for across the whole channel. So, kind of everything. Um, I've got a couple of I think there's two or three that are coming up to being announced, but aren't quite yet, which I'm quite excited about. But we, you know, we look for everything really. So my remit is to develop projects across all of the channel. And how, in a nutshell, would you describe the overarching ITV drama? You say it's it's mainstream? Yeah, it's quite simple. It's mainstream. It's sort of bold mainstream. We um, are, the whole of ITV's remit is about entertainment. So it's sort of, we're out to entertain the nation. And within drama, we don't look for stuff that's too niche. Um, it has to be populist. As I say, it's mainstream. We One of our big measures of success is how many people watch it. That's really important to us. So, But, but within that, it's trying to find what the fresh take is on a universal story. So, you know, if, we, if it's crime, which we do a fair bit of and very successfully, we are constantly looking for what's the new version or what's the, you know, the fresh version of a of a crime show procedural or otherwise um i mean i think one of the hardest things is to find a contemporary lives show that we're we're all looking for that um sort of ordinary lives with kind of high stakes they're really difficult we're constantly looking for them we don't get that many in so it is you know it's what because again it's how to make that fresh i think 
Thank you. Um, we'll come back to some of the points you just mentioned. Okay. Um, let me move on to Lee. Lee Mason, um, you have built up a lot of experience as a development producer. Um, you've been at production powerhouses such as Animal Shine, Cashad International, and you've been head of development at Shad Productions and joined uh, Channel 4 in 2013. So the, uh, currently we have, uh, there's, uh, uh, as I said, there's one head of drama, but there's already one head of drama. Uh, so it's Caroline uh, Hollick is our head of drama. Uh, there's two commissioning editors, which is me and Manpreet Assange. Um, and we don't have specific uh, remits uh, we're, we're within drama. We're all developing our own slates. Um, and, and we're sort of continuing to... To, to look for uh, returning series and authored uh, serials, and they've sort of been working out quite well for us as sort of four-parters, uh, quite big sort of subject-driven uh, authored pieces, uh, which are quite attractive to cast and directors, and they feel like they can sort of make, make, make quite a bit of sort of noise, really. Um, I think it, it, it's interesting because, you know, you you get lots of new strategies that come along sort of, and, and I've sort of either been working at Channel 4 for a long time or I've made stuff for Channel 4 and actually it always remains the same that actually everything you want, every drama that you, you, you want to represent Channel 4, you know, has to feel sort of original in its take of that world, of that story, of that genre and so we're constantly looking for the story that hasn't been told or we're looking for the the point of view that is not often that is, that is not often sort of re reflected in drama, um, and I think also as you know to 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 you know to to be cheeky, to be subversive, to 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 have a a, a fair bit of irreverence with our drama, um, and I think actually be sort of quite brave in some of the subject matter that we that we tackle. That said. You know, we want people to watch as well. Um, it's all, you know, you, we, we, we don't live in a world anymore where you have the luxury of going, well, there's only sort of four or five channels and people will come to drama. There's a lot more competition out there. So we do need to make sure that everything we're making does have, does cut through in some way and does have a kind of sort of boldness to it, uh, uh, which will, which will, which will engage an audience from the beginning or want them to come and watch it, actually. So we are, you know, we, we, there needs to be a big idea in there, but I think we, we still want to take risk as much as we can. And last but certainly not least, uh, Philippa Colin Cousins from UK TV. You are a BAFTA award-winning director um, behind uh, The Deadness of Dad with Reese Evans. Um, you've also worked uh, with Fresh Pictures, Kudos, BBC Indie Commissioning and Hardwood West in various roles, working on titles we're all familiar with, such as Spooks and uh, Wash of Spice. Good morning, everyone. It's great to see everyone here. Um, I joined UK TV... Uh, 11 months and three weeks ago, so <laughs> next next Tuesday, I think it's my, it's my year anniversary. And kind of it, it, with a kind of strict remit to look at crime drama in three um, three categories, really. Thriller, like uh, Bodyguard, like Cheats, like Innocence. Um, second category procedural sort of narrative over six parts like Broadchurch or Happy Valley. And then kind of third, and I think kind of challenging category, to reinvigorate and rethink about story of the week. Um, UK TV, you know, is a kind of play digital channel as well as linear channels. And story of the week, like Cracker or like the brilliant Sherlock, are things that I'm really interested to, to kind of see if we could make inroads into it. I guess like Lee and Hugh, I mean, 
I think in genre pieces like crime drama, you cannot reinvent the genre. The genre is the genre, you know. But I did an English degree, and I think it's very important to inform and entertain people, and that we take responsibility, really, for, for our jobs to, to reflect modern Britain, to think about what really matters to us, to, you know, give the voiceless a, a voice to cut people down to size. I think Hustle, for example, the story of the week, did that absolutely brilliantly, you know, kind of like week on week. It wasn't po-faced, it was very funny. Um, and, yeah, I think it's a really exciting time. We've got so much competition at the moment that it keeps us on our game. I certainly work kind of seven days a week probably at the moment, but I'm so pleased to do so, and I'm so pleased when somebody walks through the door with a really interesting idea that they're passionate about, and a writer who's thought past the first episode and is really convincing that they've got at least kind of like six in their heads that they want to map out. So you're, I mean, you're all mentioning a crime and, and it kind of it's clear how crime differs per channel, but um, you also mentioned the modern stories. So are there any um, events unfolding um, it, that you could see in, in factual drama, whether that be crime or any other kind of fields at the moment? Um, Lee? Um, well, I mean, the, the, it's, always quite, um, it's always quite hard with drama to be sort of uh, reflecting really quickly what's going on in the world, because it takes about two to three years to get it on screen. <laughs> you know, we had, we had the Brexit piece that was on earlier this year, which felt sort of quite timely, um, but already feels like it's a sort of dated story. You know, so you've got to be sort of careful with that. I, I, th I think more, more, more broadly, it's just it, it, it's, a, it's about looking more, and particularly in the kind of where we are sort of politically and where the country is and how sort of divided the country has been over sort of Brexit. We maybe we do need to little, look a little bit more inward and a bit more regionally and actually sort of, you, you know, look at some of those more, the, the, the distinctive voices that are coming out of different parts of, the, parts of the country. I mean, you look at Dairy Girls and how well that's done for Channel 4 and Channel 4 Comedy. You know, that's doing really well in Northern Ireland. You know, we're a Northern Ireland audience. And actually, that's, that's, that's actually quite important. Ackley Bridge, which is another thing that I, I looked after the first couple of series, um, that does really, really well in the North. You know, it has a really, really high audience in Yorkshire. And I think there's nothing wrong with that, actually. Sort of finding particular worlds and particular stories that are really reflective of communities within the country rather than being slightly more broad. And I guess... I hate to say it was kind of sort of London-centric in your sort of view of the world, you know. I think we're certainly trying to be less like that, definitely. Um, and it's something that Caroline feels very, very strongly about, I know. Um, so, uh, uh, and, and then in terms of sort of subjects, I mean, we've, we've, we've got a, 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 a four-parter by Lucy Kirkwood called Adult Material, um, which is a really, really uh, uh, complex look at, 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 at porn and the modern and the porn porn industry in the model a, in the modern age and access to porn um, and how that, that that is affecting people so uh, uh, I think it's important that we try and tackle those subjects I think what we've got to do though is make sure that we are the priority is about telling story and it's about making drama that people want to watch the last thing you ever want to do is 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 is, is put a drama on on, on, on channel 4 where people go 
okay, I'm going to watch this because I know I'm going to feel better and more informed at the end. Um, and I think when we're doing that, when we're, we're, we're making a mistake, you know, the, it, it's got to be drama. It's got to be something you want to return to and you want to watch. And it's got to be something that has enough hooks that you want to come back and watch it the following week live rather than watch it all on catch-up because I would still quite like people to watch it live, please. You? Uh, I was just going to add, I think... Personally, I, I certainly know from my own experience, but I think audience can, audiences can absolutely see worthiness coming at a thousand paces. So you have to be really careful. It is just about, you want the best story told, really. I mean, we do a lot of very successful true crime adaptations, and I absolutely love them. Um, and they are universal stories, and usually they're stories that you couldn't make up because they were so sort of, you know, out there with, with how they were done. Um, and they're very successful for us. Um, so I think there's absolutely a place for that. And that, I think, usually reflects something of, the, usually the time it was in, because as you say, it, it, to, to react that quickly is, is quite difficult, I think, as a, a, in our industry. Yeah, and I think also, it's, it's a, a, you know, if you take, for example, a show like uh, uh, Kiri that Jack Thorne wrote, I mean, we've probably all been pitched stuff, which is about social work. And I bet, well, at some point, I know I've got, oh, I'm not really sure people want to watch a drama about social workers. Actually, that is what that drama was about. But the way that Jack wrote it, you know, it was a, it was, it, it was a murder. It was a whodunit. And so there's a way of tackling those subjects and tackling those issues where, again, it doesn't feel worthy. It doesn't feel like you're watching a sort of dramatized current affairs piece. You're actually writing something, you're, you're, you're watching something that does feel like it's sort of tapping into the kind of, the, the, uh, to the conscience, actually. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I think it's, you know, we stand and fall on the writers that we choose and the passion and, and the craft of those writers. And I think that there is a wealth of talent that hasn't had their own series yet. And the two commissions that I can talk about at the moment have got more in the pipeline, but, but the two that are announced. Amelia Bullmore, who is an actress and writer, and I think has written a, a kind of brilliant first series that we had a read-through yesterday in Manchester. Um, and it's just delightful to see her go from strength to strength and, and kind of confidence as she's supported so ably by Nicola and the team there, and I hope by me and everyone at UK TV. And um, the second th crime thriller is Gabby Hull, and actually he has had a series out because he's just had cheat outs, um, very successful. But at the time, he hadn't had anything out at all. But I think he's incredibly kind of like clever and responsive. And, um, you know, obviously there are powerhouses that we are all going to support, but I think there are writers that... You know, have the fresh voices. John's not really very modern, I don't think. I think drama gets stuck in, you know, kind of ways of doing things, and it's quite self-referential. And it's kind of working out ways to make characters... Because people fall in love with characters, so it's making characters relatable and nuanced and, um, you know, kind of affect people's lives. Thank you, yeah. Um you, you'd sort of the importance of writers, good stories. Do we notice a lack of writers at the moment, or perhaps a lack of diverse voices? Do, do you find it difficult to bring that diversity from off screen to on screen? Uh, no, I mean, what, what I would say is that it's really, really busy at the moment. 
and so uh, you know you you in, the, the, you know I've got stuff that I've got in development, and even if I wanted to greenlight it tomorrow, I'm not sure that that writer would be available for six, seven, eight months because they've already got something that that, that they're doing. So the sort of the reliance on a sort of small group of writers, uh, I'm not sure we have that anymore. Um, but I think that's quite a good thing. Uh, I mean, Channel Four has always sort of prided itself on. On, on taking risk, not taking risk, but supporting newer writers and writers that don't necessarily have lots of, you know, lots of series experience. I mean, Charlie Cavell is sort of an example of that, sort of her authoring a, 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 her own show. So um, I think we'll continue to do that. Um, it's just making sure that there's the right level of support that's there, that the support that's coming from the producers and coming from us as commissioners as well, to make sure that that, that, that writer can get there, actually. I think we can do more. I think we can always do more. Um, I think sometimes, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes you feel as commissioners, you're a little bit removed from what other kind of newer writers. And so we need to get those through the door, certainly, certainly female writers as well. I mean, there's a whole conversation going on about that, which is absolutely right. And diverse writers. I mean, I know you, you Channel 4, there's a scheme. We have a scheme on both of the continuing dramas that is looking for original voices, uh, which is people who've never written anything before. But what you don't want to do, and what you have to be really careful of, I think, is put people into a situation where they're not going to come out the other end successfully. And that's not to say that you don't put them in there to start with, but you have they have to be absolutely supported because it's not easy, and sometimes, you know, it can go terribly wrong for no reason, and that's not a bad thing. That's always a sometimes a learning situation, but... I think we, as a complete industry, have a huge responsibility for new talent. It's just making sure they're supported. And, and for us, it's, you know, I'll read anything that, that, that comes through that people are championing from new people. It's not that there's a closed door anywhere, I don't think. I think it's, it's just getting them through the door. I, th I think that's right. And I think that the, it, 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 it's also about sort of being honest in terms of how long sometimes that process is going to take. You know, there are sometimes when you're working on something and you understand the pressure that the producer is under because the, the producer's been told they've got to deliver the show for this particular transmission. But I know sometimes we as commissioners have gone, you know what, you need more time. That writer needs more time. We're going to push it back for six months. And, and, and we, we should do more of that. You know, if, we're going to, if we are really going to support and watch these writers grow... Um, before they all bugger off to Esfods, um, then, then, and, and we go, here you go, um, uh, you know, we, 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 we need, we, we need to take, take that time. And I would say, actually, do look at the initiatives that broadcasters fund, uh, because we do, you know, we're excited about those writers for screenwriting, uh, which we've been now running, Philip Shelley's been running for quite a few years now. You know, there's a lot of writers that come out of that that do end up writing for Channel 4. Um, it's not just something we sort of do, you know, we actually do take it seriously. I know you guys do, and the BBC do as well. And I don't, do you, I don't know what you guys are doing. Well, well be. Our, our, um, our strategy is really not a beginner strategy, um, but uh, going forward, not on the first two, because they're authored pieces, um, I, I have said that we have to reserve at least two spots per series for... Um, new writers and um, I'm also totally passionate about getting a, a coming up scheme. I mean we have various other initiatives and I'm definitely kind of like 
nipping at various people's heels to make sure that we can do that. Because, you know, I worked at the BBC, you know, always trying to get new writers through. I can remember Jack and Harry Williams when they were new writers, not able to get them kind of through the system. And of course, when good people come through, they absolutely ignite. And I think it's not unobvious who those people are, actually. Um, it's just about trying to give them a passage through. We don't really have that at the moment. We will have that because we do need to have that coming up scheme. We won't call it that because that's your name. <laughs> <laughs> and um, how about uh, encouraging diversity? Do you have any goals or targets even? And kind of how would you like to see that develop for your channels? Philippa, do you want well, I think having diversity and diverse voices is is incredibly important. And, um, you know, I'm working really hard to meet as many people as possible. I do meet um, diverse writers every week and, um, you know, want to make sure that we have the different voices that we should have in a modern society on our screen. How would you um, say... First of all, where, where is your audience mainly based in the UK? How would you describe your audience? And do you feel that um, that audience is, is rightly reflected on the screen as well? And what do you do to do that? Oh, you mean in casting? Yeah, as well. Yeah. Well, in casting, I make sure that for each part that there is also, you know, there, there, is, a, there is a choice of actors and that that choice is respected and that it's a diverse choice. Um, yeah, went to the read through yesterday of traces and, and was really pleased to see that manifested. It's always, um, it's not, it's not a science. It's not as if, you know, you can put mathematical numbers on things. You can just work very hard to make sure that you push people and say, oh, yeah, that's fine actually, but could we see somebody else? Was there a more diverse choice in that? I, I just feel quite lucky because I was brought up in Cardiff, so I was brought up in a very diverse society. So I, I think it's kind of quite natural for you yeah. and normal, and it should be for everyone. Yeah. I think it's also about making sure that the conversation is happening with everybody involved in the production, that diversity is represented across the board. I mean, I think we, we are, we can, look, we can always do better at everything, of course. But I think on-screen representation it can, can work really well. It's now making sure that there's the off-screen representation as well. And that's giving people the opportunity. And that starts from new writers, people in you know, makeup departments, hair departments, making sure. I mean, at ITV, we have a, a, a guidelines for all the productions we make that are, that are very clear about making sure that we have as much diverse representation as possible because it's really important and actually it should be something we do naturally that it just should just happen and we've just got to make sure we've all got to do our bit i think to make sure that that happens uh yes i would agree and i think that similarly we have we have guidelines in our ed spec at channel four and they've been there for quite a few years now and again we can always do better um and we're continuing to try to do better on screen and off screen uh, uh, with directors, writers, and, and crewing as well. But also, I think, because we've all been taking this seriously, not soon enough, but we've been taking it seriously for quite a few years now, the producers are, are completely on board as well, and, and it's, it's, it's expected. Everybody knows that you have to do this uh, as, as, as part, of your, part of your commission. And, and frankly, if you don't do it, 
um, then you, it, it, it makes it harder for us to, to work with you, actually, uh, if, you, if you can't deliver on those diversity guidelines. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, Lee, you mentioned the Ashfords. Um how about working with them? Uh, Netflix, Amazon, um, we can't really call them disruptors anymore. They're here to stay. They're going to stay. They're the new normal. Are they uh, a threat or an opportunity for uh, you as linear broadcasters? Um, at the moment, I'm still seeing them as an opportunity. Uh, I've, I've done three things now with Netflix, um, and, and the relationship with, it is, with them has been really, really good. Uh, you know, they come in, they co-produce. It means there's more money on screen. I, I get really excited for so, so when end of the can I say the end of the fucking world? End of the fucking world. Um, so uh, uh, I've said it. Um, so you know that that we're really really proud of that show. I'm really proud of it. Everyone involved in it absolutely loves it. You know, it it, it was never going to be a particularly massive show on Channel Four. And actually, the reach that it got because of that Netflix partnership, I mean, it was just one of the biggest brands that titles that they had this year. It's coming back. It's really exciting. It will have that global audience that are excited about it, and it was going to hit Channel 4 first. So I, I just see it as positive at the moment. And, you know, Anne, Anne is now at Netflix. Anne is brilliant. And I think it's I mean, you know, it's great for all of it's great for all of you guys because there 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 are more places to 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 get stuff made, and um, I think we just have more and more. We've just got to really think about what is what makes us distinctive. You know, what is what 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 is the point of difference with everything that we make? And you know, I was with some guys from Netflix yesterday, and I was talking to them, and I was sort of saying, "What well, if it wasn't for Channel Four, you'd never have the end of the fucking world?" Because actually, you know, we we I actually did, um, uh, uh, and you know, because. We will take we'll we'll take those earlier development risks with writers. We you know they don't do that you know because they're looking for those bigger plays. Um, and so as long as we're continuing to make those shows and find that exciting talent, you know 
you're always going to get people that kind of go, oh, we want we want some of that. We want to be on we want to be on that team, and we we want we we want some of it. So as long as that works and it continues to work in a nice way, then I'm all for it. I love Netflix. I I, I agree. I think. It's good. It's great. Um, I think fundamentally anything that facilitates more drama is a good thing. I mean, you know, and, and it's, it's how you work with them. And as you say, I think it is an opportunity. Um, and you've got to make sure it's the right thing, the right people for the right thing. But yeah, great. I mean, are we going to see Marcella is um, now with Netflix as well? Yeah. Um, shooting in Ireland? Uh, no, sorry, not Northern Ireland. Yeah. 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 Correct. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Don't know. Um, so again, like, are we going to see more of those with ITV as well? Uh, are are they going to be like even further in 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 series? Not necessarily from the beginning, but get you know series that are successful. Are there going to be partnerships to take to the next level? Yeah. Why not? I mean, you know, I think it. Um, as I say, it it is the it's it's, it's the right people for the right project. But yes, why wouldn't we? I mean, it, 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 if, if it works and it makes it successful and it maybe brings more resources or and whatever those resources might be, I think that's a good thing. Can only be a good thing. And Philippa, would you be open to co-productions, co-productions with the Ashfords or with other parties? Yeah, we're open to co-productions with the Ashfords. Yeah, you know, as long as the deal is right and and. Um, you know, the editorial control is right. I think, you know, for me, I'm passionate about the project and realizing the project in the way that it should be and will talk to any partner seriously enable, you know, to enable something to get on screen that I think should be on screen. I, I would say, and actually, when you're looking for those partners, do look outside of the SVODs, do look outside of the US. You know, I, we, more and more we're talking sort of European broadcasters. And actually, what the, I, you know, Globally, drama is so good. There's so much great drama coming out of so many countries. The quality of writing, the quality of direction, the production standards are just getting higher and higher and higher. And, you know, there are loads of countries out there then where they're not, you know, and even foreign, you know, I mean, we're less likely to, to commission something that is foreign language, but, you know, I, I was at MIP not that, you know, a few weeks ago, and actually a lot of broadcasters were saying that they'd be open to commissioning something that was English language. So, Look beyond US as well. You know, look in other places. There are there's lots of partners out there potentially. I think the the thing that you have to kind of remember is certainly from ITV's point of view, it, it does need to have a feeling of a British DNA for us running through it, so it doesn't look like an acquisition. And that's the the thing. You know, we've got the, the widows on at the moment, and that's that is absolutely British in its heart, but it's set in, you know, Africa, um, as was Strangers in, in, in kind of Hong Kong, the same kind of thing. So that, that sometimes is the thing that we have to be careful of. I think if we got stuff that was not demonstrably British at some, with a DNA in it, that might not be so useful, but that would be anything I think to remember. Um. Not the SFOTs, but still digital. Um, how important is it for you to have additional online content to support your linear offering? Um, are you keen to see pictures that offer um, social attributes, for example? Um, little clips that you can run alongside or uh, digital spin-offs? Is that something that you see more of or consider or would like to see more of? Um, I mean, we, we, we've got brilliant marketing and, and digital team at Channel 4 and, and every time something is greenlit, they're totally across those shows and they're talking to the producers 
uh, and they're talking with digital agencies about how we can sort of create material that would that would support the main show. So that's that's always ongoing, but that tends to happen once it's greenlit. Yeah, same with us. We've got a brilliant marketing and social team and we'll sit down kind of like on the day of green light because we're all so keen to get going. And I think, uh, you know, some of the, the some of the social work that's just been done in the two launches is just amazing, you know, the, the thoughtfulness, the making of the images. Because I really, you know, I really believe that there hasn't been a time in history where kind of 16 to 54 year olds have more similarities and I think that's kind of like a crucial thing to catch up with um, because you know the one thing that I love growing up were water cooler moments or watching TV with family and I don't think that's you know I think history circular I, I think we're we're looking for stuff to share and to do together and and I think our social and marketing teams need to be out there making sure that we, you know, bring in all audiences, especially the supposedly hard to get. Uh, I'm, I work across, as, well, as I said, Coronation Street and Emmerdale, and the digital response to that is amazing. I mean, sometimes you don't want to look at it, but because uh, it can be quite honest <laughs> um, and immediate, but that's what's brilliant about it, you know. So, yeah, I think we, I think we all think it's important. Um, we, um, there's also another kind of unifying topic in the last uh, a few years, which is Brexit. Um, we see a lot of factual drama, um, multiple times now political stories have been made into very sexy dramas, a, a very English scandal, Brexit, a civil war. Um, with all the uh, political turmoil, um, which actually made BBC Parliament one of the most watched channels uh, for a few weeks, amazing. Um, but are you looking to do something with that in drama, or do you think people at the moment are looking slightly more towards an escapist topic? Um, I, I, I think it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, I think there's always, you're particularly with channel, uh, channel 4, you know, there are certain sort of subjects that you're going to want to tackle. And, and, but I think, again, the most important thing is finding a way into it where it does feel original, or there's a, there's a, there's a, a, a different point of view to, the, to that subject. But I think also at the same time, People just want to watch drama. And they want to enjoy it, you know. And, and and actually, you know, you want to watch Line of Duty. You want to watch The Bay. You know, you want to watch shows where you go, oh, I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm actually maybe going to forget about the real world for a little bit. And I'm just going to focus on what's happening in this drama. And I'm going to love it and enjoy it and talk about it at work tomorrow. And and, and I think people want that. And people want to laugh as well. You know, people sort of crave distraction when. The world is on fire. <laughs> and, and you just can't, at the moment, it's, you just don't know what's happening from one day to the next. So anything you do, if you're not careful, is completely dated within a minute of doing it. So, you know, it, yeah. But I think there's got to be a brilliant writer out there. If you think of West Wing and House of Cards, there is a fantastic show. You think about Succession, you know, there is a fantastic show to do that's bubbling in somebody's brain, and I hope they come to my door. <laughs> are, there, are there any shows that, um, that you could see or uh, that you really like, that you would have liked to have seen on UK TV, ITV, Channel 4, and that you think... Uh, I wish I'd commissioned that, or that you think, in hindsight, would fit your strategy at the moment? Kind of a, kind of a descriptive idea that people can think, right, I understand what she's looking for. All I was going to say was, I think when you have phenomenally successful shows, they can work on any channel. That's, you know, that you, you look at 
Bodyguard and Line of Duty and Spooks and all those brilliant shows, you kind of think, okay, that could have gone anywhere. So, yeah, I mean, just brilliant shows. That's what, that's what we want, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you said to me, would you like an 8 million Line of Duty? I'd go, uh, yeah, of course I would. Uh, um, yeah. Simple. Um, okay, so um, uh, the Commission Index, we're all about um, kind of providing you with tactical information on how to make your pitch as successful as possible. So um, with that uh, come a few practical questions. I'm sorry, this is the interrogation bit. Um, Philippa, I'll start with you because a lot of people won't know about UKTV. Um, could you tell us a, a bit about your budgets, your tariffs? Uh, no, that's not something that I talk about. And, and we won't either, so don't, no, you don't okay, won't either. I I'll start with Philippa, the weakest link, but <laughs> damn. Um, so, uh, well, let's move on then. Development funding. <laughs> Do you have any development funding uh, available? Um, yep. Yeah. The, the kind of best way to talk about an idea with me is to, you know, send a treatment or a script that you're passionate about in. And I, I like to read things first because otherwise you're just kind of delaying a second meeting. I, I just feel that it, I don't want to waste your time um, and I want to talk about something tangible and know whether I want to meet the writer, so you should come in with the writer. Um, and uh, that's the best way to approach. Lee, top line scripts? Uh, well, I, th I think in terms, of in terms of getting in touch with us, if you don't know... If you know me, or if you know Mumpri, or if you know Caroline, you can get in touch with us directly about stuff. Uh, there's Gemma, who's our head of development. You can also um, um, pitch things to her. I sort of don't mind what how you want to send it. If you know me, and I know you, and I probably know the writer, you can probably send me one paragraph, and I will tell you straight away whether I want to see more or whether that's something that I wouldn't be interested in, 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 in having a meeting about. Um, but more and more, I mean, you know, it could be a, a, a written pitch. Uh, if you've got a meeting with me and the writer comes, they can pitch in the room. Um, you can send me a book. You can send me a podcast. I mean, there's so much material out there now that I'm I'm open to any 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 sort of you know any inspiration you have found. Then feel free to share it. Uh, um, and and I know how much sort of time and money can be spent on writing pitches and and, and developing sort of ideas that you want to send to me. And I was just. I know I was, when I used to be on the other side of the fence, you'd kind of go, oh, I've just worked a week on this, and I've just, ITV's just come back and went, no, we're not interested. And you go, oh, sod you. Um, so, rude. Not, not, not in your day. Not in your day, Hugh. Uh, 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 and and uh, so, you know, I, I think, it's, you know, if you just want to kind of pitch a top line, that's absolutely fine. But then you'll I'll probably go, oh, then tell me more. But then at least you know it's worth spending the time on it. You? Yes, the same. Uh, you know, uh, uh, there's, um, there's me and Polly, so you can come direct to us. There is a commissioning sort of in website that you can go to ITV. That does get to us incredibly quickly. It doesn't languish, so you can do that. Uh, but we will take, I mean, I certainly will take a, a paragraph or so. It's usually just to make sure, to start with, that we don't have anything similar, because we do do quite a lot. So the chances are there might be stuff that has sits in the same territory. And so if it's easier to do that... I. You know, if there's a script, great. I think you, that's the best thing is to read a script. But I do appreciate sometimes you don't have scripts to send. So ideas, books. Books take a little bit longer just with the volume of stuff we get to read, but we do read them. Um, yeah. 
I remember years ago sending something, it was, it was something into Sally, Sally Hayes when she was at ITV, and it, and it had in the top line, it had something about a spaceship, and she just replied, you lost me at spaceship, love. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fair enough. Yeah. And Philippa, how do we get to you? Um, it, I think if you send in like a pitch or a treatment or a script, Email I, I like. Directly. I like. Uh, it kind of generally goes through my assistant um, first, just because of the volume of stuff that that I've got. But I definitely read it. Only so many hours in the day. And I just want to uh, ask you for like a, a final, like a key takeaway. Um, like a little word of advice to producers here looking to pitch you. That can be, I am looking for this, or don't give me that, or if you do come to me, do it like so-and-so. So, Lee? Um, I would say the first thing is, if you've sent it to ITV or BBC or Sky, and they've rejected it and you're sending it to me, make sure that the other broadcaster is not on the document. Um, <laughs> Because I will take it personally, and I do like to think that you've thought of me first. Uh, uh, <laughs> that, happens, that happens quite a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and go, this is perfect for Sky. Well, why have you sent it to me then? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, um, sorry, what was the question? I forgot. No, it was a word of advice, but I think that's a pretty good word yeah, of advice. One. Made me feel special. Yeah. Uh, bold mainstream. That's kind of, we'll sort of look at most things. I think we just, we have to be a bit careful with sort of sci-fi slash supernatural slash dystopian, but um, just because I don't think it sits that well. But, you know, we will look at most things as long as it's bold and mainstream and populist. Uh, it needs to be contemporary for me. So no period pieces. Um, I'm not interested in soft procedurals. It has to be... You know, something that is bold and distinctive, relatable, you know, tells us, the characters tell us about, you know, some factor of Britain today. I think probably we sit somewhere between ITV and Channel 4. So bold and distinctive, but still mainstream. Um, and uh, I think the two pieces that have been commissioned so far show that there'll be a third one out soon. So, you know, I, I, as I commission more, you'll get to know a bit more. But, you know, do come in and bring projects. Do come in and meet. I, I love a good meeting with a writer where we can really kind of get somewhere with a project. I'm totally, you know, having been a director and a producer myself, I work in a very kind of like visual way to try and find the muscle in your idea that will propel it through not only kind of six episodes, because we are six episodes, but the future series that I want to recommission you for if we can find that idea. Shall I answer that question seriously now? Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, period is something that we're not actually that we that we were never actively looking for, um, and uh, unless it it is it is it is telling a story that we th that we thought we knew, you know, telling us a different version of that story, or or, or taking us back to a piece of pe uh, a time in history and, and 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 showing us a slightly other other perspective on it. But we don't tend to look for those. Uh, I would say sci-fi is something that again we're not actively looking for it. You know, we've had quite a few sort of sci-fi dystopian shows on, on the 
on the channel and I feel like we kind of need to rest that a little bit. Also, you know, there are SVODs, there are other sort of broadcasters out there who are just spending heaps of money on those shows and it just feels like they're, 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 they're well provided for. That said, if there's something that just feels so unique and so, oh my God, we have to make this, then we, 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 we you know, we, we would make it. You know, I don't think we went out going, we need a humans. Humans came along and humans were sort of perfect for us. So, uh, um, yeah, I would say that and... I think just in terms of slots, you know, the four-parters work really well, the authored four-parters, uh, but returning series. We only do one, two, two returning series a year on the main channel. They're incredibly hard to find, um, and we, are, you know, we, 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 continue to, we continue to look for them. Uh, but again, they've got, they've got to be quite distinctive. I mean, I think Paul, Paul Abbott's No Offense is a really good example of that, of, you know, Channel 4 doing the cop show, you know, it has that tone to it, which Paul brings, that makes it feel very, very distinctive, and it feels like a, the Channel 4 version of a cop show, uh, which I think worked quite well. Thank you. Um, we'll now um, open for questions. So if you have a question, raise your hand, and then we'll bring the microphone to you. Thank you. Hello, Will and, and David Com DL Productions. With the cinema budgets going up to the Captain Marvel and uh, Endgame and, and so on, the classic movies uh, are obviously not not making it into the cinema anymore. Yet there's some great projects there. We certainly have some. Is there a, a home uh, for 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 movies on UK TV Channel Four ITV? Single drama is really hard to do. Obviously, I think we all know that. Um, yeah, I mean the right one fits the remit. Why not? But they are difficult to do. That's what I'd say. I'd say exactly the same thing, you know, we, we, we don't have slots in the year for single drama um, and it's not something we're actively pursuing, but, you know, in the, the, the Brexit piece that came along, it felt quite timely and we should do it, but... Um, yeah. yeah, they'd have to be really noisy, to use that awful phrase, but just because they need to punch through so another awful that's phrase. That's an awful phrase, that's, that's really worse. Awful phrase, it, really? I'll, I'll, I'll think of some others. Uh, yeah, they need to, I can't think of what to say apart from punching, but they need to shout loudly. There's another one. Um, I'll just think of some more shit phrases. Can it uh, dig down as well? Oh, that's a new one. Uh, we've done a single comedy drama, um, which has been very successful for us. Um, Death on the Time and it's coming back, Dal M for Middlesbrough. Um, I can't remember what the first one was called because Murder on the Blackpool Express because it's not my strand. But, you know, I think uh, I, I really love that single drama and two-parter strand. And um, I, I think you can often um, put ideas that are somehow between film and television in them, if they're event pieces, if they're pieces for, for Christmas or pieces for Easter. Um, if you want to talk at UK TV about it, there is a kind of comedy drama strand and you should talk to Pete Thornton. At the moment in drama we don't have it, but uh, it's certainly something I'm talking about internally. Um, hi, um, Lee. I met you uh, two years ago. I remember. Yeah, you do remember. Um, yeah, I was working with two producers on an idea that um, you said was pretty good. Uh, that didn't really pan out, but they did say to me that I wasn't an established writer and I shouldn't be writing. So I went and wrote it myself <laughs> um, because as soon as someone says don't do it, then I do it. So I've written a lot, but I was aiming for eight series. 
and now I'm thinking it should be four parts. Can you just sort of read something and, and have people look at it and go, okay, we can cut this up and change it around? And Because I'm more of a screenwriter, so I'm not a professional TV writer as such. Um, I think that's absolutely possible. I mean, in terms of getting it to me, it does have to come to me via an agent or a production company uh, because I think if we just... We, we, we just don't have the time to be able to respond to everything if people are just sending us stuff personally. Uh, um, so if it comes via a, 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 a production copy, that, that's completely fine. Um, yeah, no, I'm happy to have that conversation about what, you know, I mean, sometimes there's a disagreement. Sometimes a writer will come in and go, oh, this is four series, ten apps per series, and I'm like, mm, it's three-parter, isn't it? Um, so, <laughs> so, you know, we, we, those conversations can happen, yeah. Hi, Gina Cronk from Two House Pitches. Everyone's mentioned Line of Duty and, of course, 8 million viewers, but that started as a much smaller show on BBC Two and was given time to develop and find its feet, even though Jeb Nakura is a very established writer. Do you think on your channels you would be able to grow a show in the same way? I suppose the thing with Channel 4 is we, that, that, that you know, E4 is a much younger, skewed channel, so there are lots of the shows that you would commission and develop for E4 that they are particularly for that, for that demographic. So it's not a natural switch over to Channel 4. Um, and I think also, yeah, I, 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 I mean, you know, it, it could happen, um, but it, I don't know, it seems, I don't, I, I don't know, it could happen. Yes, I suppose it could. Yes, I, I kind of don't know like you don't know, but yeah, it, I mean, obviously you want as many people to see it as possible from the first time it's on, um, but... Yeah, we, we don't on ITV. We don't have a facility really to to grow something on a smaller channel and then move it over. Um, I think that is fairly unique to BBC Two and BBC One, um, and and they do it very well. Um, so no, I don't know what would what would have happened if like, the first series of Line of Duty would have been on BBC One. Don't know. I mean, sometimes you see shows that, that have done that on BBC One that haven't worked that you think. That should have been on BBC Two because it would have been a big hit on BBC Two and actually it's a failure on BBC One. So that's, that's their thing, <laughs> I think. I think that Line of Duty... I, I have investigated the first scripts of Line of Duty, actually, um, because that's very much my territory because it's a crime drama uh, territory. It was really interesting, actually, how... Um, kind of plain and straightforward those scripts were, but it was cast brilliantly and brilliant actors. And I guess what you're saying is the writing um, had confidence from episode to episode to take more and more Jed Mercurio type risks. And I think that's true. You know, if you look at, say, Spooks, for example, you know, I remember kind of starting Spooks at, I think we were on series six i think i did six seven and eight so i went back to the first series and you know kind of like saw that this is a show that had bedded in and then went back to various other series that the bbc made to have a look at those first series so i think it's certainly a point that things can find you know if they find their audience but they as, can find their audience and, and find their feet as but as producers sitting in this room when we hear the titles that are coming back at us from you to say we are looking for these it's like well shit yeah everyone's looking for those but how do we know how do you know that but in a we're way we're, we're not looking for those because then okay. we'd be making a pastiche of something else no i don't mean you like know. carbon copies but we, you're looking for all the, those ingredients 
So there, it did take a genre. But what it did so cleverly, I think, is it cast the regular characters with largely unknown actors and brought in bigger names who got bumped off in episode two and four. And, and so you weren't looking to you know, tie big name actors up for years and years. And that allowed the style to develop. So it was unique. And what I'm asking, I suppose, is if we as producers come to you with something we think is fabulous, but it's a bit left field and we want to cast our known actors because we don't want to option, we can't option big name actors for four years. Is that something now you would look at and think, oh, okay, we've seen that work in Line of Duty, so yes, let's go for it? Um, I mean, I just from Channel 4's point of view, we, we, we've always commissioned stuff that sometimes has True. known cast and sometimes doesn't have known cast. And actually sometimes those cast members become pretty famous and have a high profile because they're in those shows. So um, we, we cast the right people. Yeah. Um, it's the right people, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, for UKTV, we would always need to have three or four profile talent in a show. Um, sadly, I can't. We actually are going to announce um, our first uh, cast line up tomorrow. Go on, do it now. Yeah. <laughs> just tell me. <laughs> yeah, I'll just tell you afterwards. Um, hello, Anthony Kane from Open Mic. What are your thoughts about comedy dramas? Would you fund a comedy drama? Um, I love comedy drama, and we, we, we have a track record of commissioning a lot of those over the years. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, I don't know if you call. <laughs> they're hard to do comedy drama, to get right, but they're great when, they, when you do. Um, as far as approaches, again, um, for newer production companies or unestablished production companies, would you advise going to an established production company um, to look to co-produce before approaching um, the channels? Um, I would say that you do, do that if you, if you found a partner that you work well with or want to work with. Um, if, you, if something gets into development with us and, and, and we would advise that maybe you need some, some of that support or you need to partner up with another production company, then you know, that conversation can happen and we can suggest people you might want to work with. But we're never going to make that happen because you know, you're the producer, it's about who you want to work with. But also at the same time, I, you know, we have a sort of responsibility if you are a, a smaller or, or, or a newer production company to support you as much as we can as commissioners to help you produce that work so that you get the production fee so that you grow as a production company. Um, so I think that's what we would sort of try to do. Yes. <laughs> just to agree with him. Yeah, no, that's right. It's got to be it's got to be the best fit for you, for you guys. And then, you know, sometimes if you are smaller or, or haven't done so much, it's a conversation at the time when we've got the project and we're, we're looking at it about how, what, but it has to be what works best for you guys coming to us rather than the other way around. Thank you all for joining us this morning. Thank you guys for telling us a lot of fascinating uh, stuff and hopefully interesting for everyone in this room. Um, if you'd like to keep up to date with these commissioners, their teams, their broadcasters, do have a look at the Commissioner Index. My colleague Matt, as well as Jess, who is somewhere in the back of the room, I think. Yeah, there. They can tell you a lot more, give you a demo. Um, and yes, I hope to see you again uh, in our next event. Thank you.
That's it for this episode of the Media Business Podcast. If you have found the information in this podcast useful, you might want to check out the Broadcast Intelligence Insights page, where our colleagues have released a report on working with Netflix. The report offers an in-depth look into what it entails to work with Netflix, based on first-hand accounts from distributors and producers. Go to broadcastintel.com to order your copy today. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe and join us again next month. Bye-bye.